I still have feelings for you. Can't you look the other way? Just this once. You played me for a sucker, Penny. I'm not going out like that. Not for you. Not anymore. Be at HQ first thing in the morning. Don't make me come get you. And one last thing, baby. That chicken was dry. Real dry. Go help us. Hey, Miss Donda. You're running to my mama. Please tell her I said say something. I'm starting to believe ain't no such thing as heaven's trumpets. No after over, this is it done. If there's a heaven, you would think they let you speak to your son. Maybe she has in the form of a baby's laugh. I heard passing by in a stroller reminding me, hey, keep rolling on. Oh, no, maybe she has with the prick of a blade of brass. I've been laying on way too long. Got me itchy, got up and roamed a little more. Miss Donda, you see my mama, tell her I'm lost. You see, she'd always light a cigarette. We talk, I would call exaggerating a little bit. So she get the point, trying to get her to stop smoking. I would lead and fire up a joint till I quit. Started back up again. 20 years later, all that time, y'all thought a nigga were high. Thought I was crazy. My mom, she ain't cut no corners, got me back on track. I don't miss her overstepping, but do miss her showing seven civilian life shit. Uh, Miss Donda, see my mama whisper her this. The real reason I was geek is so the church must confess. When y'all grown-ups would be in Bible study, that girl helping me with my homework, her and I were fucking so pure and perverted, so spirit spinning and dirty, so on, so on and so on. We hope that no one heard it. And to this day, I think her mama knew, but let us explore. Miss Donda, you see my father, please ask him why. He never married, always smiled, but was he happy inside? Because I carry my mother's name, did he carry shame with him? I'm sure she did it out of spite, was her decision at birth. She she probably would hurt. Ah, uh, poor baby, two young people with different views, a lot for a young lady. No coincidence, they both passed away from heart conditions. There's a dissidence at play, dad and mom do hard division, 3,000. Postal child, for big dick niggas raised by their mothers. I'm supposed to smile as if God knew that I would be trouble. Keeps me around for what I don't know, but I do know that it's crucial that we do so pronto. I don't know how much long though. Coming at you live from the Do Rag Dungeon, I'm your host, That Boy Coop, back with another regular ass episode of the Carolina Kid Podcast Rewired. This episode is brought to you by Fresh Cut Neck Bumps and R. Kelly's Tears. <laughs> Subscribe to the Rap Intelligence Anywhere podcast to download it. Follow on the ride and Karen Doctor. Leave a nice five star review on iTunes slash Apple Podcast and I read it on the show. Also, leave me a voice message and donate on anchor.fm slash that boy That's anchor.fm slash D A T B O Y C O O T. Sidebar. I will be creating an email address so you can email me and actually. Also leave 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 little bits of you know messages there you know instead of leaving a voicemail because I know some people are a little bit shy and they don't want to be leaving a voicemail all the time you know you can you can leave me an email and I'll read it on the show. So with that being said, what's up niggas? So <laughs> we, we we back and um it's a whole new week and I got a lot of shit um so let's just not stall for any more time and. It's a sad podcast right now. I gotta, I gotta tell y'all, you know. Um, Colin Powell died today, and um, it's interesting. You know, I was gonna read an article from CBS News, and you know all of that. And I'll just say this: um, he had cancer, 
right? Um, but his complications were due to COVID-19. He had myeloma. Um, it just, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it's still a shock. You know, he's 80, he was 84 years old, but it's still a shock. And, um, I thought that, you know, he was a, a powerful representation of being the first, you know, albeit him being Republican, you know, um, because, I think what it meant to be Republican in the time that he was secretary of state, it meant something else to me. Um, or it meant something else then, I think. It's not in the era of, it wasn't in the era of what we call a much more divisive political climate. Um, I believe that, you know, the time that he was secretary of state, I actually wrote a report <clears throat> when he was uh, secretary of state, actually. Um, I just saw him at the time, you know, as a kid, I just saw him as, hey, he's the first black man to be secretary of state, you know, um, and um, even in times where, you know, after he was finished being secretary of state, when it came to like endorsing Barack Obama, you know, he seemed like um, a more of a moderate Republican. And honestly, um, you know, it's different from like a Ben Carson or, you know, a Candace Owens or, you know, anybody who is like considered a fixture of black conservatism. Right. It's different. Right. Um, he was a moderate and, and, and some of the things he did would appear much better on the right side of history. Right. Um, you know, no one's perfect, but, you know, you can at least say that about Colin Powell. Right. Um, you know, his denouncing of Trump, of course. Um, but he was a man that I saw as a hero, a fixture, a person who was able to accomplish things that we did not think were possible at the time as black people. And then right after that, first black president, you know, he's like, oh, shit. and, you, you know, um, and there's people that I can talk about up and down, left and right. Who am I might talk about today? <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, I don't have an article of a certain person. You know what? <laughs> Let's talk about this person. You know what? I'm gonna talk about this person after I, I finish talking about Colin Powell. But I, what I want to say and wrap up about Colin Powell is, um, he was a person that I felt like when it came to certain clutch moments, you know, I felt like he was on the right side of history for some of these, you know, and and um, he he seemed to be, you know, a person that thought logically and not you know he was not always loyal to a party that maybe you know over time had changed and may have not have been for him or uh, uh you know you know what i mean like it happens a lot like I, I like to call in to play the michael Steele complex um it's funny, like Michael Steele um, was one of those Republicans that was a staunch conservative, right? And he was the RNC chair and he was saying all this crazy shit at the RNC. You know, he's like, man, this nigga is cooning. But, <laughs> you know, it's just like, there's a difference. You know, you have the moderate, which I always thought was Colin Powell. And then you have Michael Steele, you know, Ben Carson. You know, uh, Herman Cain, even um, it, it, it just there's a difference in, in, in how 
they they were either like allegiance to policy or allegiance to party and that's where i think colin powell stood out but uh i can go on forever you know um but yeah yeah i i thought that that's what i had to say about colin powell you know i was gonna read an article and shit and i was like nah i'm just gonna say what's on my mind so uh let's talk about this republican that also happens to be black this is the ballad of mark robinson so um fire away this became a national controversy. We've heard the lieutenant governor frame his statements as more of a commentary on education. But these protesters here at the Capitol today rallying, marching and rejecting Robinson's defense. They say this is a pattern and there's more video to prove. We're not filth! We're not filth! Chanting, we are not filth, marching from the state capitol to the steps of Mark Robinson's offices. These rally faith leaders and LGBTQ allies, young and old, This may be a short poem, but it means a lot. We are not filth, we are love. Came armed with three demands for North Carolina's embattled lieutenant governor. Number one, they want an apology. We're a beautiful, beautiful, we're a beautiful group of people. This is not filth, and yes, I call it filth. There's been no apology in the week since video of Robinson's fiery statewide summertime guest sermon started to surface. The state's number two executive denying he was preaching hate, insisting his words were not attacks on gay and transgender people. He says he was taking a stand against teaching LGBTQ lifestyles in schools. But tonight, new videos surfacing. Right Wing Watch posting two other Robinson speeches from summer. A Greensboro address where he compares drag queens to perverts and child molesters, and this sermon at Raleigh's... Whoa, 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 whoa. No, he didn't go to Greensboro. Oh, hell. And you know them black... You know them black churches gonna be like, you oh, you better preach. I hate this shit. I hate this shit so much. You know what? Keep going. Room Church of God in Christ laced with transphobia. If there's a movement in this country that is demonic, and that is full of anti the spirit of antichrist it is the transgender movement if you want to call yourself a cocker spaniel go ahead you can run around here and be a cocker spaniel all day long but i ain't got to follow you in your delusion wait 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 what what a cocker spaniel got to do with that like niggas the fuck are you talking about hey this nigga is so far up his ass <laughs> this nigga so far up his ass i'm like nigga just go chew on your colon. Please go chew on your colon. I don't know what the fuck. Mark Robinson, can somebody go slap this nigga for me? Like, can somebody go, like, slap this nigga with a giant foam finger and say, you stupid motherfucker, you. <laughs> like, well, I have nothing. I, don't, I ain't got nothing. You know what? Let the video play. Birds are weapons, and they are planned that way. That's right. The second demand of Robinson's detractors, a face-to-face -face meeting. And third, if Mr. Robinson is not willing to take these actions immediately, North Carolina faith and community leaders are calling for his immediate resignation or forced removal. These are our continued demands. Citing the rise in hate crimes against transgender and non-conforming Americans, this group says 
that the lieutenant governor is putting lives at risk by not issuing an immediate retraction. The latest from Lieutenant Governor Robinson tonight, no apology is coming. Of course that motherfucker ain't gonna apologize Cause he don't see what's wrong He don't understand what he's saying Like he is absolutely just delusional At this point Like niggas like him They gonna make sure they throw his ass out So here's the problem Here's his thing that I, I truly believe That happens with a lot of niggas like this When niggas like this are faced with adversity Adversity Sorry I have to enunciate <laughs> Adversity Um Let's just say the people that are of the party that he represents and of the, at least the political leaning spectrum that he is taking part in, they're going to turn their back on his ass. They're going to be like, nigga, nigga, I don't know your ass. I don't know you from ass or tit. I think he should go. I ain't never liked the nigga no way. You know, <laughs> they, be, they be like, I ain't never liked the nigga no way. They shut the door on his ass. He's like, but I, I thought you was doing what I thought y'all liked. I thought y'all liked me saying all that shit. That all that derogatory nasty. I thought I thought you liked me saying it was filth. Filth, flawed filth. No, bro. Like, <laughs> my man is so far deep in the shit. Bro, like, he done stepped in chicken shit and he is slipping into something that he will never be able to come out of. When I'm telling you, you trying to make chicken salad out of chicken shit and still thinking that the chicken shit don't stink. <laughs> that like that's 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 the problem that we have right here. You know, he's like, I'm not I'm not apologizing because I never said nothing wrong. Oh really? <laughs> okay. Watch this. He's gonna resign eventually. And it's not gonna be in a way that you think. Okay, but then again, if, if the good old boys are like, hey, I don't think he should resign. I don't think North Carolina didn't need nobody like him to go. He's good people. He's a good man. I'm like, oh, shit. How the hell we get him as lieutenant governor? How, like, how we <laughs> how we have a Democratic-ass governor, and then we have this, this coon-ass nigga <laughs> as our lieutenant governor? It's like, bro, North Carolina be on that bullshit. They be on that bullshit. They're like, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna vote for him. I'm gonna vote for him. I know that we have that 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 Democrat up there, but I'm gonna make sure that 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 coon nigga, that coon nigga, I love I love that coon nigga. <laughs> you know, you know they saying that shit, bro. You know they saying that shit to his face. Like when Roy Cooper is like, I denounce this shit, and it's the person right above him. <laughs> like, like Roy Cooper is right above this motherfucker, and he's like, I don't like none of the shit that this motherfucker's saying. He sounds like a complete asshole. Like the fuck, <laughs> spewing ass, ass shit, titty booty ass. Okay, like I, <laughs> I just, man, it makes you mad because you like he a nigga too, and he going to all these churches. By the way. Like, y'all be thinking that there is not black conservatism in the South. Quite the contrary. It's probably the most rampant in the South. This is why you have red-ass counties and, and niggas is like, hey, you know, I like, I also like, I also like that man, you know, he's, he has good Christian values. And he's literally been to a church that I've been to before, probably. I don't know exactly what church that was again, but I'm, I'm saying like, look kind of familiar on the inside. But 
black conservatism is very strong in the church and um certain issues when it comes to gender and when it comes to sexuality and when it comes to equal rights outside of blackness it's real, it's real shut down it's really like closed and like very conservative you know um man it's not surprising at all um that nigga <laughs> don't give that nigga nothing but this is what happened when you give a coon ass nigga some shit oh man even even joe biden is like the fuck is this why y'all put this shit in front of my salad <laughs> why y'all put this shit in front of my salad okay this is, this is disgusting get, get this shit out of here it's abomination get this dirty ass nigga out of my face <laughs> oh my gosh like what do you say to this nigga there's nothing you can say to this nigga it just He's like Black Oswald Copperpot. Like, I'm like, nigga, you have no right to say anything of what somebody does in the bedroom <laughs> when you built like that, sir. I'm, I'm sorry. That is so mean. I just, but he built like hatred. <laughs> he built like racism. God, he, bu- he built like self-hating racism. I tell you, this nigga, this nigga look like he hate himself. I'm just, <laughs> this nigga, I wouldn't like myself either. God damn. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh man. Ooh, alright, so moving on. Let's talk about Bo Bonnie Jones, my guy. Um, courtesy of the Hollywood Reporter, HBO orders orders a sports-centric late night series hosted by you guessed it, Bo Bonnie Jones. So um you may have heard on my Urban Meyer episode uh, you know, earlier. Um a little bit of what Bomani kind of says um, and some of the humor that comes with Bomani Jones. It's also uh, very, very thought out. Um, the intellect behind it, I, I like the nuance that he also adds to a lot of the conversations around current goings-ons in sports. And I thought that the vehicle that he had with ESPN was not sustainable. Um, I thought that it was something that like eventually he would have to move away from. It's something that I was like, he needs like a much more like free type of sandbox environment. Hell, fuck it. Not even a sandbox. He needs something to just be creative, be raw, be himself. And HBO ordered a new weekly late night series to be hosted by journalist and ESPN veteran Bomani Jones. The series Game Theory with Bomani Jones will break down timely issues playing out in the world of sports, HBO said in a statement. Production will begin in 2022, and Jones said on Twitter that he will continue to host his podcast, The Right Time, through ESPN. Actually, when I played that little snippet, um, that was from his podcast, The Right Time, and he was actually talking with L. Duncan, they were just joking back and forth. They, they were like, man, they don't really fuck with this dude, do they? Like, it's just, But, you know, he couldn't say that. He's like, they don't really rock with dude. It's like, but his 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 point always gets across, but I think it would be better in a platform like the HBO. Um, so, yeah, uh, via his Hyper Object Industries is producing this series for HBO Sports with McKay saying in a statement that he's been dying to work with Bomani Jones for years now. So, uh, yeah, to me, 
and this is what the article says, Bomani Jones is one of the most unique journalists working today. And I truly believe that. There's only two other people that I truly believe that <clears throat> are of this ilk that are now not even part of ESPN anymore. It's Carrie Champion and it is Jamel Hill. Jamel Hill, Carrie Champion, hell. I might as well gonna say the white ones too. I'll say Dan Patrick and and Rich Eisen and the Hispanic one might as well say Dan Levitard. You know, um, yeah, like these people to me are much greater than being people on the worldwide league in sports, right? Um, also, people like Michael Smith, right? You know, he has his own show now too. So it's like <clears throat> it's a lot of people that I feel like have been constricted by what the HBO, not the HBO, the ESPN has has made them like kind of just conform to. And honestly, they weren't built for that. You know, um, like I said, Dan Patrick, Rich Eisen, they have their own shows, like four hour radio shows every day. And um, they're thriving. They're doing their thing, you know. Um, and guys like Bomani Jones, Pablo Torre, um, who are still part of that network, um, I believe can spread their wings and fly just like Jamel Hill, Kerry Champion, Dan Levitard, all these guys did, you know. So I think HBO is a perfect platform for him. And honestly, I'm excited. I'm excited. I want to see what Bomani's going to say. Because uh, I found out about Bomani Jones through the Blackout Tips podcast. You know, uh, Rod used to call in on that show and he used to, you know, uh, talk with Bomani about certain sports issues. And uh, it was a very, like, intelligent conversation that they had. And I, I loved it. Um, and I think Bomani deserves everything that he's getting right now. Um, so, yeah. Black dude, you know, went to UNC. Um, he also, what? He also went to what? He, I'm trying to remember what schools he went to. I can't remember now, but I know he went to UNC. That's one place I knew he went. But uh, yeah, he's been all around, man. And um, yeah, um, can't wait to see what he's gonna do next. So uh, yeah, that's exciting. Um, and um, yeah, I'm gonna take a break. <laughs> Because uh, this next story is a damn doozy, okay? Buckle the fuck up. Because <laughs> we get into the real shit of the matter. Oh, nigga, you thought it wasn't going to be no promotion. Oh, here it goes. My girlfriend has a podcast called Venus in September, and y'all should check it out. Straight from your second favorite Virgo and first in my heart. Poof, niggas. <laughs> So, um, y'all know that this time was coming. Y'all knew I was going to talk about this, man. Y'all knew I was going to talk about this story. Y'all knew I was going to talk about this special. I had to talk about 
Dave Chappelle and his The Closer special because I truly thought it was the worst special Dave Chappelle ever had. It was one of those weird times where Dave Chappelle truly it was like a it was like a a smart comedian right a smart a smart comedian who was introspective at times actually struggling to be introspective and smart it was one of those times where i was like wow he can't let go of the fact that this is not funny and somehow him being dave chappelle you know he's gonna have the crowd he's gonna still do his He's, he's still going to burn it down, right? He's, he's not going to bomb. But honestly, he sat there and bombed for an hour and 10 minutes. I truly thought that this was the wor- one of the worst sets for a special. And the way Netflix defended this, it was just, it was appalling. It was one of those like specials where it's like, hey man, like, okay, so you talking about trans people. Okay, well, we talking about something else. Oh, wait a minute, he's talking about trans people again. Damn. Oh, okay, so he's going on something else. Damn, he's talking about trans people again. I'm gonna tell you this. About 50 minutes of, hell, I'll say about an hour of the hour and 10 minutes was about trans people and him telling trans jokes and him trying to prove that he's not transphobic and him mocking the transgender community it was absolutely a mess and i think he just could not come to grips with the fact that his transgender jokes are not funny and it's low-hanging fruit and it's it's just it's just mean. It's not even funny. You know, it's not funny at all. It's mean. And him talking about a transgender comedian that came to his defense that he talked about in Sticks and Stones actually committing suicide. The way he talked about it was just it was disturbing a little bit. Um, and and I, I just, it just really rubbed me the wrong way. You know, um, and and of course, here's the one that made all the headlines, right? The baby defense, right? Him, him saying stuff about, you know, well, don't abort the baby, right? Let me tell y'all niggas something. When you bring up any kind of comparison to somebody killing somebody and and saying that oh well he killed somebody but he did get cancer for that but he did, 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 did like no the nigga has been wild as shit and honestly it took it took a while because the ambiguity in a lot of his wild wild actions really couldn't be made out i was like well was he trying to defend himself or did he actually actively shoot a nigga you know the baby that's what we're talking about we're talking talking about the baby 
and you you didn't know at the time you was just like okay in huntersville so he said some niggas ran up on him you know at first you initially thought that the baby was literally like all these people messing with him all these people messing this nigga just was wild as shit he just did a lot of wild ass shit and eventually you just like all right this nigga ain't shit because he started saying shit that's really problematic just to the entire lgbtq community and and you you, you gotta go like bruh what the fuck are you on right now and he's also like defending domestic violence defending shooting a a, 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 a nigga shooting a woman a woman person that she at the time had trust in hey man when you defend a person like that I can't really fuck with that I think Dave um ended up being around too many friends that were kind of out of touch it just seemed like dave was out of touch man it just seemed like he just didn't get it and it's like when you are that comedian like there's a lot of comedians who like to be just edgy for the sake of being edgy and just saying crazy wild shit but i used to think dave Chappelle was the guy who said like well thought out jokes and and was a person that at least had some nuance to his storytelling that ended up being jokes and sometimes you know you you would always spin some shit that would be controversial into something that was funny but i think he had so much of a time struggling with trying to make something that wasn't funny funny because he was trying to be edgy with it and it was just something that was just not acceptable. People were like, nah, I don't fuck with that. And when I watched it, I cringed. And I'm a person that, you know, I wanted to be a comedian at one point, right? And I was like, you know, there's creative ways of telling jokes and not hurting people's feelings to the point where an entire community is like, fuck you. There's better ways of telling jokes. Just tell jokes differently. Just tell different jokes and tell them in a way that's not fucking offensive. You gotta be more creative. That shit is lazy, bro. That shit is lazy. I was gonna read this article, but I was just like, fuck this shit, man. Like, I I watched the special tonight and I was just like, I I was just turned off by it. I was, I was literally like, ugh. It was just gross to me. And I mean, he tried to wrap it up in a way where he, you know, he befriended a trans comedian. But it's just the way the presentation was just awful. It was awful. It was terribly done. It was in poor taste. It was just really just left a bad taste in my mouth, you know. And, um. I just could not rock with it at all. Um, I think he went too far. And I, I feel like comedians have so much pride. They have such fragile egos that they can't admit when they're wrong. 
and they can't admit when they've gone too far. And um, that's what you saw on stage. That's what you saw in that special. That's what you saw for an hour and 10 minutes. You saw a person who could not deal with the fact that they, they weren't funny and they were wrong. And um, dude, just leave. Like, okay, here's the one good thing I'll say about that. That that whole special. He actually said he ain't gonna do the jokes no more. I was like, damn, finally. Shit, finally. You're not gonna do the jokes no more. Wow. Final fucking Lee. <laughs> this nigga just like, like, bro, like, like. I'm I'm not. I'm telling you, if you ain't watching, this nigga just kept going back to it i was like dude we get it all right like you you're not funny about this like this is just stop picking it low-hanging fruit bro like he just kept doing it it's like nigga get off of it like <laughs> it's not working it's not funny please leave it alone he just kept picking at the scab until it bled so yeah that's 10 minutes of me talking about that shit it's just like this nigga would not leave it alone and I was like Dave Dave this is bad this is just flat out bad and people look up to Dave Chappelle people like Dave Chappelle so they're gonna still laugh anyway because they're like this is highbrow humor this is cutting edge it's not it's fucking terrible okay as a person who looked up to you in a comedic way. I know when wrong is wrong. And I completely part from that shit. Okay? Like, you say some sideways shit, I'm, if you, even if you're my favorite comedian, I'm still gonna be like, nah, bro. Nah, bro. Because even when you say sideways shit, I'm like, that's just not funny to me. Like, that's just not funny. The worst part is not acknowledging and not admitting that the shit is not like, <laughs> like the way he had the framing was like well I'm not gonna tell the jokes no more because if we can't laugh together then I'm not gonna do it nah just don't do it no more how about that just don't do it please like the fact that you had to push him into a corner for him to not do it anymore it just it just it rubbed me the wrong way so on that note um let's move on and um <laughs> I was going to read this article and I was like, fuck this. I am not reading this article. I am not doing this. Um, I'm just going to tell you how I feel. And it was harmful. It was harmful as a person who is an ally of the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, it, it hurt. It hurt. It hurt. Because he just did not see it. He did not understand. He just—he was still trying to understand. He still kept telling jokes. It was like, so. Oh man, it's like it's one thing he could not spin it into making it funny. And, you know, he was the king, the, the 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 art of spin, right? He would spin it and make it funny, but he couldn't do it, and it really bugged him. It really bugged him. It, it just it got on his ass. So um, next story. Let's talk about Kyrie Irving. Cause Kyrie Irving. <laughs> oh, so courtesy of Rudis, 
Irving's vaccination stance looms large over NBA season. So, uh, Los Angeles, October 17th, Rooters. The 75th season of the NBA tips off Tuesday with fans focused on Brooklyn's Kyrie Irving, whose refusal to take the COVID-19 vaccine in defiance of New York City's mandate led to the Nets <clears throat> announcing that he would not suit up for the championship contender. The loaded Nets roster includes Kevin Durant and James Harden, but the team will be at a disadvantage without sharpshooting point guard Irving, a seven-time All-Star who won a title with Cleveland in 2016. Irving, 29, this nigga's the same age as me. I cannot believe this shit. It's like, this nigga got a baby mind. All right, so <laughs> framed his decision as one of personal choice in an Instagram live video last week. Anybody want to talk about this Instagram live video? You know what? You know what? Fuck it up. Fuck it. Let's 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 pull it up. Let's pull up the damn thing. I'm always going to stay true to me, and that's me. You know, this is my life. I get to do whatever I want with this. This is one body that I get here. One god body that I get here. And you telling me what to do with my body, and it has nothing to do with the organization. I'm gonna put that out there. It has nothing to do with the Nets. It has nothing to do with my teammates. This has everything to do with what's going on in our world. And I'm being grouped in to something that's bigger than than just the game of basketball. And you know, you got that that fandom, you know, which is like a religion to people out here. Basketball is like a religion. Entertainment is like a religion to people. They like get so caught up emotionally. It's just like, yo. F and get vaccinated or just leave. You know, we angry at what you're doing, man. And it's just like, nah, that's like, what are you talking about? I'm a human being. I have emotions. I have feelings. I have thoughts, uh, things that I keep to myself, things that I share. Uh, but I'm staying grounded in what I believe in. It's just as simple as that. It's not about being anti-vax or about being uh, you know, on one side or the other, like it, it's just really about being true to what feels good for me. Uh, you know, I'm still uncertain about a lot of things that and that's OK. You know, if I'm going to be demonized for having more questions and taking my time to make a decision with my life, then that's just what it is. You know, like that's that's something I got to sit in. You know, I know the consequences of the decisions I make with my life. You know, I'm not here to sugarcoat any of that. But if, if we really going to be real. Like, it, it's crazy times we're in. It's crazy times. Like, how many people are really thinking with, with, the, with, a balance, with a balanced view? You know, how many people are really thinking about the future of what's going on? It's crazy times we're in. We just came out of one of the craziest pandemics of all time. And you're telling me to think rationally. How many people are really thinking rationally? You, I'm not the focus here. You know, what I, mean? I got on here to, to really show that, like, I'm real enough to stand up when I feel like I'm being put in a, in a effed up position, you know, like. Um, what? <laughs> I don't know what he was trying to say. I, 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 I truly am sitting here like, what is, he's like, yeah, so, um. Water was wet, but it ain't wet no more. So I think you should understand why it's wet. And that's like, that's what he's trying to say right now. It don't make no damn sense. Kyrie has always been one of them niggas that has just been a little off. <laughs> he just, he one of them niggas that you just be like, 
something happened when he was um, in the womb. <laughs> something, something strange happened with that nigga when he was in the womb. I just, I don't really have. I, I do do. I don't, I don't really do. He just. It's one of them niggas that you just like, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> nigga think the earth is flat. You know, I was like, oh, okay. Then, nigga, you know, nigga believes in all these weird conspiracy theories and shit. So, you know, he gonna be one of the motherfuckers. I was like, Kyrie Irving being anti-vax, how surprising would that be? Oh, my God. Of course he'd be anti-vax. He's like, why would you think that I would have to think rationally in a time like this? I'm like, motherfucker, isn't that what you're supposed to do all the time? <laughs> He's like, I'm, I'm not supposed to think rationally. I can't control my emotions. I can control my mind. It's like, you know, existential crisis. <laughs> Nigga, stop overthinking this shit and just be like, hey, do you want to live or do you want to die? And I know it's your choice to be like, I don't want to take the vaccine. I don't want to put this thing in my arm. But know this. He's like, I do know the consequence. I this nigga does not know the consequences of what he about to deal with. Okay, okay, this shit. He says that shit, but uh, man, I'm telling you, the consequences are way bigger than he probably think. You know, he, he's like, I'm just gonna lose money. Da, 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 da. Like bull fucking shit. Okay, so let's talk about Kyrie Irving as a team member. Okay, so Kyrie Irving after they won that championship with Cavaliers, you know. Or after he won his championship with the Cavaliers, you know, with with with, uh, with 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 LeBron, you know, he was he left, he was like, "Hey man, I want to be the leader of my own team." So he went to the Celtics. And um when he was with the Celtics, he was like, "I don't like these niggas. I don't like playing with these niggas. So I'm leaving." And he's here in Brooklyn. Going like, "Man, you know what?" I'm gonna try to find some religious exemption, you know, to be like, I don't really need a vaccine, you know. I'm well, um, I'm Christian, um, and that's my religious exemption. Oh, you know what? <sighs> Christian don't work. Okay, okay, all right, all right. I'm Muslim. I need an exemption for the vaccine. It's like, oh, that shit don't work. Okay, well, um, damn, I, well, I guess I can't play. <laughs> just not gonna get the vaccine i'm like no no conspiracy theories tell me not just reading down that rabbit hole you know like the QAnon rabbit hole and um i believe that i don't need to get a vaccine (laughs) and that's Kyrie in a nutshell he's like "Mm, earth flat you know and the flatness of the earth tells me that you know if i tilt sideways i'm gonna fall off the earth (laughs) like like, this nigga this this is the exact type of nigga that you are dealing with okay a nigga that thinks like that okay just because a nigga went to duke does not mean he is smart okay okay it is proven let me me say this proven proven that the earth is round proven that science says hey getting this vaccine actually has benefits and you might not get covid just saying you you're not you're not completely you know um 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 you're not completely out of the woods with getting covid but it completely 
protects you from getting hospitalized, you know, and dying from it. But he's like, eh, stupid. I'm just like, oh, okay. That's the type of nigga we dealing with. <laughs> Anyways, so, um, moving on. Because <laughs> Kyrie, Kyrie, <laughs> Kyrie isms. <laughs> um, we got two black businesses that I want to talk about real quick, and uh, we're going to get up out of here, man. So, the story of Harazon. Um, so, Harazon Beauty. Um, so, at Harazon, they believe that the best ingredients are found in nature. Our goal is to provide products derived from earth-yielded agents, leaving your hair and body healthy, vibrant, vibrant, and vibrant, and fragrant. We select products that avoid any unnecessary chemical additives and instead incorporate essential oils, herbs, flowers, and minerals to protect and strengthen. Our hair care products can be applied to all types of hair, whether natural and or chemically treated hair. Please come by our store located in 3119 Guest Road, Durham, North Carolina, 27705 or order online at harazonbeauty.com or call our customer service line at 1-800-557-9828 with any questions you may have. Come and witness where customization comes natural. And in, in, in Harrison is owned by two black women. Um, I actually have been there before. My girlfriend um, actually got some uh, essential oils that were used for incense. And also there was one that was used for cologne. It was Agua de Gallo. I still use it to this day. It smells wonderful. It is a great business. They also carry black owned um, detergents that are really good for your skin. Um, they also have stuff for you know people people that have sensitive skin because my girlfriend has you know Nikki she has skin, sensitive skin so they had stuff that worked really good with her skin. It was a great place to be, man. Um, and please, uh, if you're in the area, stop by Guest Road. You know that Guest Road location, 3119 Guest Road, Durham, North Carolina, 27705. Um, or you can just go to harazonbeauty.com and you can shop there. You know, um, they have a lot of really good products and I really recommend it. Um, so let's let's talk about our, another black owned business, um, which is Body and Soul. So let's talk about the story of Body and Soul. So Body and Soul, Winston-Salem's 2018 Business of the Year was started 17 years ago by Dana and Michael Suggs. Body and Soul is a cultural gift store with four stores in one, located in the heart of the Arts District in downtown Winston-Salem. There's a book room with the latest and popular books, primarily by African-American and local authors. Skincare area based with shea butter and aromatherapy products, a gallery that features items imported in or inspired by Africa, and sight-seeking boutique area that offers the latest pieces of jewelry imported all over from the or from all over the world, including accessories and bags that you could only dream of. Body and Soul offers customers the latest fashion for today's stylish consumers. At Body and Soul, we offer unique contemporary styles affordably priced. So, uh, yeah, um, Body and Soul is located in. 545 North Trey Street, Suite 1H, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, 27101. And the website is bodyandsoulncstore.com. Um, you can also connect with them on Facebook. Um, 
Instagram. Their phone number is 336-723-7685. I will leave both of these businesses websites in the show notes and um support black businesses and as always thank you hey where the bitches at it's supposed to be titties where the fucking titties and the bitches and now folks it's time to say good night we sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment please drive home carefully and come back again soon Good night. All of your crash is the peak in my garage. My life's a movie, your life is all for some. This type of living for your type is not an option. I paid the cost to be the boss and now I'm flossing. Whoa. I paid the cost to be the boss and now I'm flossing. Whoa.